Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final Monday check-in for October 2021. Put a dramatic pause in there to really increase the tension, you know. I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah. Make people think, oh, that's it. Big dramatic change. We're going to stop doing this. The 43 YouTube subscribers will just be lost in the wilderness. 65 individual episodes at this point. Yeah. But uh, we got some interest in, in helping us promote this to a wider audience beyond our 43 YouTube subscribers. So stay tuned for that. Turns out what Damon and I are doing may have relevance in the larger church. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> they got to get a committee to look into it first, I imagine. Well, that's how Presbyterians would do this. And it turns out it is, in fact, a Presbyterian source that is uh, showing some interest in our podcasting abilities and uh, wanting perhaps to, to take a look at this library of podcasts that we have produced uh, over the last 65 weeks and uh, do something creative with it to get it out to a larger audience. So stay tuned. Hmm. Well, if they want other ideas, I got more ideas, but. You you have no shortage of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ideas are really my commodity. Um, that's <laughs> implementation. That's that's that's, that's 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 a different thing. But ideas, you've got those. <laughs> that's a line I threw in for all of. You know, last week we talked about the Venn diagram, right? Yes. Um, uh, of, so uh, run DMC. Beastie Boys yeah. and mm -hmm. listeners of the Monday check-in. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we discovered that, that we have one person that is in the intersection of those three circles. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Grant Hunter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this who, week it's the, the circles are uh, this podcast and Gilmore Girls. So <laughs> that's a line from a Gilmore Girls episode. And this will actually answer the age-old question for you and me of do our wives listen to this podcast because we know they're in the Gilmore girls circle. Mm -hmm. We're going to find out if they're in the podcast circle and there's overlap. And if there's not, uh, which I, I fear there may not be overlap. there. Yeah. But it's possible that someone else will listen to this and then alert them to it. And so they would, you know, they would be able to present as though they had, listened or watched without yes. really having to yes i guess we'll find out either way we'll find we should out. probably get started <laughs> i thought this was it isn't this oh, what they're enough. interested in uh, yeah the the witty banter between <laughs> the two pastors of first press hastings is really what drives this podcast forward isn't this the part that has that may have uh wider uh, relevance to the to the church at large to the larger church i think they were a little more interested in the fact we were doing a lectionary based podcast but it's possible that the witty banter had something to do with it as well and vague gilmore girls references that no one would ever catch actually i, I, I am not in those two overlapping circles yeah. and as of yet uh, well you could be there's still time but ideas are your commodity, and that's a Gilmore Girls reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, so this is, uh, as you alluded to, this is the Monday check-in, and what we do eventually is we take a look at uh, some or 
most or all or half or a quarter of the scriptures uh, that uh, we're going to use for the upcoming worship service, uh, upcoming Sunday. And we have a little bit of a chat, a little dialogue, talk about those scriptures, uh, maybe talk about their context, uh, what they meant in their context, what they may mean in our context, uh, all that. So ask questions, identify themes, um, all your general Bible study things, right? Uh, and then after that, we switch gears. We talk a little bit about life of First Pres Hastings. So uh, with all those things said and done, I think it's your turn to do the opening prayer. Well, then let's, uh, let's join our hearts and minds in prayer. Gracious, loving God, thank you for laughter and joy. Thank you for connections. Thank you for our 43 YouTube subscribers, God. Uh, we, we, we thank you for the opportunity we have to connect and to, to reflect on your scripture and what it might mean for our lives. And so today, we ask that you make your presence known among us. Let your spirit move among us, a spirit of wisdom and truth, a spirit of courage, and above all, a spirit of love. May it be your love that guides us each day. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So for this upcoming Sunday, we have uh, a couple of scripture readings uh, from, from the lectionary. The first comes from Deuteronomy, and the second comes from the Gospel of Mark. These are both uh, pretty uh, well-known scripture passages, I would say. So uh, from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. It reads something like this. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and ordinances that the Lord your God charged me to teach you to observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy, so that you and your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life, and keep all his decrees and his commandments that I am commanding you, so that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently, so that it may go well with you, and so that you may multiply greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home, and when you are away, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates." Here ends that reading from Deuteronomy, and you might uh, hear echoes of it in this passage from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, he asked them, which commandment is first of all? Jesus answered, the first is... Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There, there is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, 
and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. The word of the Lord, we might say. Thanks be to God. Greg, what do you got? Um, well, the centrality of uh, these scriptures are, I think, vitally important in the Abrahamic faith traditions and in Judaism in particular and in Christianity. Um, Deuteronomy 6, um, 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is your God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Keep these words I'm commanding you. Recite them to your children. Bind them as a sign on your hand and write them on the doorposts. That's called the Shema uh, in um, Judaism. And it's uh, part of a prayer that they say generally nearly every day, uh, sometimes twice a day. Um, and it's also something, you know, it's two years ago, we were over in the Holy Land um, with a group of uh, pilgrims from First Presbyterian Church of Hastings. And when we were in the, the Jewish uh, territories of Israel, um, including the hotel that we stayed at on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, uh, it was on the doorpost, it was on the uh, entryway to each hotel room was the Shema. Um, and so this is a really important part of uh, Judaism. It's sort of one of the foundational scriptures for Judaism and has become a foundational scripture for Christianity too. And then Jesus adds a second part, which he says is just as important as the first part. Um, so there's, there's two components to this. One is hero Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. So it's this notion of monotheism, that there's one God um, and it's God. Uh, and then uh, that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, um, and to teach it to your children and have it someplace that it reminds you of it all the time. So find them as a sign on your hand, fix them as an emblem on your forehead, write them on the doorposts. Um, and so, yeah, providing a foundation for our faith and understanding. And then Jesus, and Jesus starts with that. Jesus knew Jewish scriptures very well. Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one, that monotheism, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then Jesus says, the second is this, you got to love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. So um, some really powerful foundational stuff for Judaism and for Christianity. And you will hear Damon and I talk about this on a pretty regular basis. We were talking before we started recording. I think that... Um, Damon and I reference this at least once a month in our sermons and in worship, if not more often than that. Um, it tends to be a go-to for both of us because it's Jesus' words, uh, and it's spoken in one form or another in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Jesus says, this is the basis of our Christian faith. Um, and oftentimes he's quizzed, you know, what's the most important command or what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Upon, in Matthew, he says, upon these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And here he says, there is no other commandment greater than these. So yeah. um, that's interesting. When he gets asked a question like that, he usually, well, maybe not usually, but oftentimes starts by saying, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, what's, what's in the law? How do you read it? He's like, you already know the answer to this question. Why am I <laughs> answering 
this question for you, um, which I I'd find to be amazingly true of, you know, so many times when I go to somebody to ask for advice, right? I already know what I've <laughs> really, you know, I already know what I really should be doing or um, what the right thing to do really is. Um, but I need someone else to say it or, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, it's, um, that's interesting. I think you talked about the, the, well, both of these passages as being sort of foundational passages. Um, and I, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I'm going to think the, like the scriptural context of the Deuteronomy passage, right? This is them uh, sort of, Moses has died, uh, Joshua has uh, sort of stepped into the leadership role. This is uh, after they've uh, escaped out of Egypt uh, at the Lord's guidance, right? Um, and they're about to cross into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. Um, and, and to have this sort of there's a clear intention in the passage to this is who we are. This is what we are about. Um, as we move into this new place, as we start this sort of new phase of life, I guess, together, however you want to think about it. Right. And it's, I mean, literally put this into your doorposts, right? <laughs> put this at your gates, um, write it on your hand, put it, strap it to your forehead. Right. Um, so that it is, you can't really turn anywhere and not see it um, and not know it and not remember it, right? The, the, that sense of this is, this is a critical component <laughs> uh, of who we are and what we're going to be. I think it's interesting that Jesus misses the quote here. He doesn't quite get it right if he's oh. quoting Deuteronomy. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one versus the Lord alone, you mean? Uh, with all your might, um, uh, love the Lord your God with uh, with all your mind uh, and with all your strength. Oh, Deuteronomy says heart, soul, and might, and Jesus yeah. says heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So Jesus is adding an additional element to this. He is uh, he's putting his own spin on it to include yeah. the mind. Mm -hmm. right yeah and maybe you know maybe it's a translation thing you i know i don't really know but there seems to be at least one extra thing <laughs> and if the focus is on mind perhaps jesus really would have been a presbyterian <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe a stretch but <laughs> okay probably a big stretch but i thought i'd throw it out there <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I know a lot of commentators, you know, kind of talk about Jesus sort of expanding on the what is offered in Deuteronomy. But, uh, yeah, I, I think certainly folks in Deuteronomy were encouraged to love their neighbors, you know. Well, right. And the love your neighbor as yourself is a command found in Leviticus. And so Jesus is actually quoting first from Deuteronomy, then from Leviticus. Um, so what he's doing is he's drawing in folks who would know the Jewish scriptures uh, 
they're hearing words that are familiar to them and he's putting them into a new context and a new way for us to understand what this, this Jesus movement is all about, right? And so he takes the one from Deuteronomy, which is the Shema, which is the foundation of, of Judaism, and then he, he pulls in a section from Leviticus and says, when we combine these two, this is what it's all about. This is the foundation of all of my teachings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's, I like the sort of, the sort of sense of, of mutual respect that comes through in the Mark passage that we don't always get in these sorts of passages. Um, you know, everybody's kind of, oh yeah, that's a wise answer. And oh yeah, your answer was a wise answer too. <laughs> and isn't that great? And isn't it great how close we all are? We're all very close to the kingdom of God um, if we're abiding by these sorts of things, right? Yeah, so the scribe here would have been a Jewish authority, right? And so the scribe in other versions of this, like in the Matthew version, it's a, it's a lawyer who's coming and testing him. In this case, it's a scribe, it's a Jewish authority. And rather than being confrontational, we read, I think, in Matthew that the lawyer was trying to trip him up. But in this case, one of the scribes came near him and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he had answered them well. So he's leaning into, this guy has something to teach me, right? Mm-hmm. He's not trying to trip him up. He's like, I, I, you have some pretty good answers. So which commandment is the first of all, Jesus? And Jesus answers and the scribe says, you're right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one and beside him there is no other. That's the Shema, the 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 oneness, the uh, monotheism of God, and to love him with all the heart and all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one neighbor and oneself. This is much more important than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And then Jesus responds back to him in front of him, saw that he had answered wisely. He said to him, you're not far from the kingdom of God. <laughs> um, there, there is this, this mutual respect present in this passage, which seems so absent in our society today, <laughs> right? Um, I, I love that, Damon. I hadn't mm-hmm. pulled that out yet, but that's a really good point. Yeah, and there's no, I mean, we see a lot, you know, the the Pharisees and um, Sadducees get depicted as trying to, to trap Jesus in some sort of um, something or get him to say the wrong thing. Uh, or we see other folks approaching in an effort to sort of, um, build themselves up, right? Or you know, to kind of justify themselves. Um, we get this sort of, you know, what we had this a few weeks ago, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Um, right. And Jesus says, well, you know, <laughs> right? Um, and then he said, oh, well, that's great. I've been doing all those things since I was little. <laughs> um, so good for me, I'm on the right track, right? Uh, and Jesus, of course, then also, goes a step farther in that passage as well. But there's, there doesn't, at least when I read it, there doesn't seem to be that sort of sense of animosity or antagonism in the passage. It's just kind of a curious, well, what would you say is the most important thing? Right. Not in an effort to trip them up, but an effort to legitimately have a dialogue and try to understand, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How, how desperately do we need folks who are willing to legitimately have a dialogue and try to understand each other right now? Yeah, and to like really legitimately ask, like, 
is the way that I'm doing this and the way that I'm thinking about this the best way to do it and to think about it? And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, and yeah, and to ask a question and to, to be willing really to listen um, to the answer that comes back to you is it's hard sometimes, I guess. Yeah. The, the final line that Jesus said to the scribe too, when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. I like that too, because it gets us to think about this kingdom language differently. It's, he's not saying you are now close to heaven, this celestial place that you're going to go after you die. But no, you're starting to get these values that we're supposed to be living out here and now today. Like if, if you can affirm that we're supposed to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we love our neighbor and ourself, you're getting it. The kingdom of God is about kingdom building work here on earth as much as it is about um, building a kingdom for ourselves, uh, you know, in heaven. And, and I love that because Jesus attempts to ground this kingdom language. So often Jesus has all these, these parables where the kingdom of God is like, and then he tells a story about a very earthly thing because we're called to do these kingdom-like activities here and now, not just in the hope of an afterlife, but that we have this sense that this is, this is it. This is it here and now, and we're called to do it. And um, I think that ties back in pretty nicely to, uh, to the passage we read this last week in Jeremiah, right? Seek the welfare of the city where you live for in its and, and pray for pray to the Lord for it. For in its welfare you will find your welfare. Um, this notion that we're called to to seek the welfare of those around us here and now, um, not simply turn inward and, and wait quietly for an afterlife. But no, 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 no. Let's let's work on this kingdom building work today, right? Yeah, and the kingdom language also connects to the to the declaration about the oneness of God, right? That um, there there is one Lord, <laughs> and it's God. Um, it's not the King. It's not uh, Caesar. Caesar. It's not. It's not anybody else. Um, and that's you are you are called to live in God's kingdom. Um, and, and you can only really swear loyalty and fealty to, to really kind of one thing because <laughs> um, yep. eventually everything, everything comes into conflict with one another. Um, and so there's, and, and so the, yeah, so the kingdom language, can, like you, you are called to belong to God's kingdom. You are not called to belong to any other, any, any other earthly principality. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's, that's an important distinction. Uh, it was an important distinction 2000 years ago, and it's an important distinction today in this day and age uh, that ultimately that's where our loyalty as followers of Jesus Christ lie um, is to that kingdom and to that kingdom building work. Um, and so it, if there comes a point where that comes into conflict with the earthly powers and principalities, as Jesus followers, we lean into this one and away from this one, right? Um, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, and and that we are called to be part of it in totality, right? With our whole selves, with all, 
with all of our heart. <laughs> like we're going over all the top here. All, all, of our <laughs> all of our strength. Yep. Yeah. There's the yeah. totality thing. That's really well said. <laughs> your, your entire being, <laughs> all of your thoughts, right. Um, are to be, are to be kingdom of God thoughts. Um, yeah. Which is a, a high bar. Yeah. <laughs> So, David, uh, how, how does one tie this into a sermon series called A Future with Hope? Well, that sounds like your problem. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I you can do it. <laughs> but you usually give me a nugget of wisdom that makes its way into my sermon on Sunday. And so I'm, I'm, no. I'm anxiously awaiting that nugget of wisdom, mm-hmm. David, that will Mm-hmm. make its way into my sermon on Sunday. I may have you do the children's sermon again just on principle because you've done no, such a good job. Someone else is on the calendar for this week. <laughs> yeah, but double fudge chocolate ice cream, man. I mean, you mm. have the kids' attention. That sounds good, doesn't it? It does. And I will tell you that... I should have had, had a bowl that I could eat right now. Had you and I uh, talked ahead of time, I might have uh, ordered ice cream uh the, the little cups with the little wooden spoons on top and then when you finished your uh, sermon i could have handed those out to the kids so they could have returned to the pews and had ice cream while i was preaching wouldn't that have been great um i wouldn't have minded <laughs> not sure entirely sure how like parents would have felt um, yeah that's true we probably should have gotten parents permission before we give their kids ice cream in church that's that's a fair point damon about that but um yeah maybe Maybe next time I give a children's sermon message, I can just have some. Just have some ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a follow-up, you know? <laughs> Be like, last time, look, I did. I worked for it. I did something for it. I mean, So the, for those of you who are lost in terms of what we're talking real. about, uh, we will invite you to go back and listen to our worship service on Sunday where Damon gave a really great children's message that had to do with chocolate fudge ice cream that uh, you probably don't want to miss. My sermon was probably worth listening to as well, but uh, Damon's children's <laughs> message is definitely, definitely worth going back and listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I suppose, Greg, and you know, a person could take a look at this and uh, a future with hope. That's, that's what that's, it is. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, you know, that when we, place ourselves as as fully as we can into the kingdom of God. And, uh, I, man, I would almost, I would almost lean more into the Deuteronomy than the Mark because then you can play around with like this foundational stuff. Right. And that, yeah, like build it in, like build it into the beams of your house. <laughs> um, you know, to build it into your, and I, I like this, like recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away and when you lie down and when you rise, right? Like talk about the kingdom things all the time. Yeah, there's a, the, the totality you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, right? Yeah. Talk about peace, talk about generosity, talk about welcome, talk about love all the time <laughs> um, that I that I like as well. 
when you're at yeah. home and when you're at church, <laughs> when you're at the ball game and when you're at the store, uh, when you lie down and when you rise. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, our hope is found, I suppose, in grounding ourselves in those things. Yeah. Yeah. And fortunately, too, we're going to be celebrating two baptisms on Sunday, as well as a new members class joining the church of 12 new members. And so uh, I think there's some connections to all of that as well, uh, that there is a future with hope uh, found in the act of baptism, found in the act of people joining this community of faith, and found in us seeking to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves, right? Yeah, and looking at the things that come out of, like looking at the things that happen when communities do that, right? When groups of people try to place themselves in places where they are trying to think about the things of God all the time. <laughs> the the things that grow out of that the feeding ministries clothing ministries um that 50 plus years of going through the um yeah or the when people just they they take meals uh you know they they visit each other in the hospital they um do all those things and they do all those things because they have gotten into the habit of being in the kingdom of God, I suppose. Yeah, that's some good stuff there, man. I think it'll preach. That's good. I'm just going to look and see who's uh, scheduled to do the... Children's message? Mm -hmm. uh, we're not going to have one because of the baptisms. Oh, yeah, too much. Too much. Going yeah, Nancy, what, Nancy Graham's was scheduled, and she gives some great children's messages, too. Uh, but uh, we're going to kind of have the baptisms take the place of the children's because we're going to have the kids come down for the baptism as we do to right. observe and to welcome that child. Uh, and so it should be, uh, should be a good Sunday. Uh, speaking of Sunday, anything else that we should know? Well, uh, we've ended our worship service in the park due to the cooler temperatures here in Nebraska in the fall. Uh, and so we've moved that service indoors. And so right now we're doing an 830 worship service indoors. We're calling that a, an informal service. Um, it's, it's just similar to what we're doing in the park and we're just moving it indoors. Uh, and that it also only runs 45 minutes. Uh, and then we have our Christian at hour from 915 to 1015. And then our more traditional worship service at 1030. Um, session met last week and voted to allow singing indoors, both for the congregation and for choirs. And so you're going to find that we're uh, back to having choirs in worship, helping to lead us. Um, this week, that means that at the 1030 service, the chancel choir will be there. But whether you're at the 830 or the 1030 service, if you have a hankering to sing some hymns, uh, now you can. <laughs> What a fun word. Anchoring. <laughs> Thanks. Um, what's what's going on with uh, with education, Damon? Well, for so we've got a few things going on. We can we're we're in the last two weeks of our rebookulously good reads. Um, group that's been reading Home by Marilyn Robinson. We have an open Zoom uh, conversation this Thursday evening related to that. Um, all our previous conversations have been recorded and our 43 subscribers will certainly know that they are up on our YouTube page. Uh, so it's not really too late 
uh, for a person to, to hop into things. And yeah, so we're going to wrap that up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we will have a forum on Sunday morning. Lene Hall is going to lead a forum for us. Um, and it's part of a, a forum series that kind of focuses on, on getting to know some of our neighbors and maybe some of our neighbors that we don't uh, maybe know as much about. And we might be curious about what is life like um, for, for a person. Um, so Lene Hall is going to lead a forum for us, um, kind of focused on, on learning about transgender. And what do we what what do we mean uh, when we say transgender? What does that look like uh, in the world? So, uh, so hopefully we can through this course of and these aren't going to be on consecutive Sundays. They'll be kind of sprinkled throughout the rest of the year. Just learn a little bit more about uh, maybe folks that we maybe don't know as much about as as we would maybe like to. So, um, so we have that on this coming Sunday as well. Heirs a parent continues to meet. There's a Tuesday noon Bible study. There's a Wednesday noon uh, book club as well, if folks are interested in those things. Cool. That's uh, that's our adult ed offerings. We, we got lots of stuff going on for children and youth as well, right? We've got uh, Wednesday Night Live. Uh, so first through fifth graders are here at the church from four until 6.30 for uh, rec time and Bible study and bell choir and vocal choir. Uh, and then uh, we invite the middle school and high school youth to come at six and join the kids for dinner. And then they stay for their vocal choir and bell choir and then church youth group. And then Sunday morning, we got the full gamut of Sunday schools for all ages. So Damon gave me the rundown of what's happening with the adults. Kids got some great stuff happening too. So lots of great things happening. Uh, and those things happen because uh, you all support the work of this church. And so we are also in the middle of our stewardship campaign. It was a short campaign this, uh, this year. We just did it for three weeks. Uh, letters should have landed in mailboxes last week, uh, inviting folks to fill out a pledge card. We're also gonna send out a follow-up email this week. Um, and then on Sunday, we will invite folks to bring their pledge cards in. We will say a prayer of blessing over those pledge cards. And then we will seek to build a faithful budget for 2022 that involves lots of exciting things like Sunday school and worship and this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And building a future with hope. Indeed. Right. This is the, that theme. Is the theme. Yep. And we are seeking to do that together as a church to really ensure that we do have a solid future as a church and um, continue to build and grow on the things that we have been doing Uh both the things that we've picked up during the pandemic, as well as things that we're able to return to as the pandemic hopefully subsides. So, Because we do our best to be a community of hope and a place from which a message of hope is proclaimed. So, Indeed. Uh, should we wrap up with a prayer? Let's do it. Okay. Loving and gracious God, Thank you for being our foundation. We thank you for being our firm footing. We thank you for all of those who have come before us, who have helped to teach us your ways, who talked to us uh, when we were children, when we were bigger children, when we were young adults, and also adults, all of those who have Help to show us the ways of your kingdom, all of us who have lured us, I suppose, into loving you with our whole selves. Grant, O oh God, that we may 
continue to draw closer to you, that we may continue to find ways to live out your word. In your gracious and loving name we pray. Amen. Amen. With all those things said and done, until next time, toodaloo.